Welcome from the deep, I am Mike the Finder. And I am Book of Brett. And today we are going to be talking about the 2023 film, The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. We um, sure are. This is something that I had seen a trailer for, I think when I went to go see... Shit, what was it? Uh, uh, I think it was Cocaine Bear, was it wasn't Cocaine it? Bear? Uh, either way, I, so. um, I saw this a few months ago, the trailer for this in theaters, and I immediately texted Brett while sitting in the theater, go watch the trailer for this, uh, yep. because I know how much Brett loves religious horror. I think that's mm -hmm. your favorite subgenre, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, spiritual horror, because oh, okay. I, feel like I feel like religious horror is very, um, uh, it, it really... It, it makes it sound like I'm just sitting around watching Exorcist movies all the time. And there are a lot of religious horror movies that I'm not into. Well, there's a lot of Exorcist movies in general. Just just in yeah. general. Yeah. Well, and I'm also uh, a very a-religious person. And so it's not something... I feel like for me, it can go one direction or another pretty easily. Yeah. So, but I do like spiritual horror. I like the whole, I like the demons and concepts, uh, or the de I like the demons and angel concept of particularly religious horror because I'm a big fan of fantasy and it's just fantasy to me. And so it's, I don't mean to upset anybody, but that's how it, that, that's, that's how it feels to me. Um, I also don't care, but it, that, that is how it feels. It feels like, it feels like fantasy. Like the concept of angels and demons is like really fun from like a make believe perspective um it's why i like diablo it's why the diablo series is so much fun for me yeah i totally agree with that i think for me spiritual horror is probably my least favorite subgenre of horror just because i like the generally speaking i think religious horror doesn't go enough not all not all of them obviously but generally speaking i don't think exorcisms and and religious horror and stuff like that go enough in the direction of horror movies for my taste mostly i also don't like thinking about god and satan and angels and and any of that stuff on on a right. uh, like while i'm sitting around watching a movie right um, well yeah and i i do like consciously kind of like disconnect from that well that's what but i was again, gonna say it's definitely easier when you watch this as something that's like you know that is fiction yeah yeah well and that is that 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 is how i watch this stuff because again to me like i'm a big fantasy and sci-fi right fan and so this to me is basically like horror fantasy. That's that's how I end up watching a lot of this stuff. I'm gonna say right now, um, <laughs> just we've already gotten into it quite a bit, but I feel like I'm just going to say right now, um, if you are a religious person, I don't know if this is the episode you're gonna want to watch. No, probably Because Mike and I are both atheists. We don't yeah. shit on other people for this religious for their religious beliefs. However. This is going to be approached from that kind of angle. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like shit all over religion for this, but it is it is going to come up is all I'm saying. I mean, it's going to be difficult, if not impossible, to talk about this movie without talking about that stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 before we get super into this, let me do some housekeeping here and then we'll jump over to the IMDb stuff. Um, if you are only watching this on YouTube, make sure you go check out your favorite podcast app to see all of the podcasts without our awful looking faces on them because frankly sometimes this podcast is better without our awful looking faces and you want to listen to the car um who's so, got their awful looking face brett i will fucking murder <laughs> you 
No. Is it you? I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start cutting. Because I'm ahead, beautiful. Look at me, bitch. I'm beautiful. So if you're only watching this on YouTube, make sure you go check out your favorite podcast app. If you're only listening to this on your favorite podcast app, make sure you go check out the YouTube channel because the YouTube channel has a lot of content and solo reviews and trailer reaction videos and just a whole bunch of other stuff that does not make it onto the RSS and podcast feeds. There's going to be no context for that hard cut of me losing and laughing. Well, there's going to be no context there whatsoever. I'm just going to skip right past it. I'm a big, brave dog. I'm a big, brave dog. I'm a big, brave dog. Okay. Here big we go. Boy. <laughs> a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big boy. Took a big boy poop. All right. So, anyway, um, do you want to go ahead and give us a uh, synopsis of The Pope's Exorcist? Yes. So, uh, The Pope's Exorcist stars Russell Crowe as the lead exorcist for the Vatican. And he finally uh, comes across a demon that uh, kind of gives him his money's worth. A demon that is trying to take over the Catholic Church, basically. Yeah. Um, so, if we jump over to the podcast drive-in here. The Pope's Exorcist from 2023. It is rated R. It is an hour and 43 minutes, which oddly enough didn't occur to me while I was watching it. Not even once. I didn't think about how long this was at all. We both mm -hmm. watched this in the theaters. That should be noted. Um, and this is a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, which is kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. um, and the director was Julius Avery. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the writers because, uh, frankly, I'm sort of dumb when it comes to reading people's names. And um, these are some real fucking doozies. So this stars Russell Crowe, Daniel Zovato, and Alex Esso. Esso. You like the little... The little Esso. Esso that I put on there. Uh, and the one-sentence synopsis is, follow Gabriel Amorath. Amorath? Is that right? Follow. I think they meant father. It says follow. I know. <laughs> the Vatican's know. leading exorcist. As he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy, the Vatican has tried to keep secret. That's kind of a uh, weird way to put it. You know, it's it, it's it's telling when even IMDb doesn't give a shit enough to get their synopsis correct. <sighs> yeah, I mean, this <laughs> this definitely feels like one of those movies that that has a big release, but they didn't. I haven't seen outside of the theater, not one trailer for this. I have not seen ads for it. I have not seen anything for this anywhere. And I don't know if that's because it's religious, um, but I feel like more people would be going to see this if they knew it existed. Uh, yeah. Because if, if you haven't been going to movies over the last month or two, I don't know if you're going to know that this exists. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have not seen uh, outside. I did see some uh, some trailers for it in the theaters, but outside of that, nothing, I haven't seen anything right? for it. Like, not nope, on YouTube? Nothing. nothing. Like, mm -mm. usually, um, I'll start to see stuff like a week or two before it actually comes out in theaters, and I saw nothing for this. Yeah. So, okay, why don't you um, go ahead and give me your overall thoughts. We will talk about whether we think this is worth seeing, especially in theaters or not. Then we will get into spoilers and specifics, and then we will give you our final ratings and final thoughts just like normal i will put chapters down in the bottom of the timeline and that way you can skip around and skip the spoiler section if you would like to so why don't you go ahead and give me your overall initial thoughts on the pope's exorcist 
So I'm actually going to read what I wrote on Letterboxd, which is not something I do very often. It's uh, something uh, kind of more you do mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, uh, summarize how you feel. But I'm going to do that because, A, I was proud of what I wrote, and B, uh, I think it pretty much sums up how I feel in general before we get into specifics. If you're looking for um, either one of our Letterboxd profiles, I will link that down in the description down below this video. Now, this does get into a little bit of the stuff that we find out in the third act, so yeah, try to skip. Me. Try to skip spoilers if you can. Okay, I will try and skip spoilers if I can. Um, so I titled my review, which I also have never done. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dante's Inferno, but I I titled this "Abandon All Hope, Ye Who Enter Here." Although Russell Crowe is a fantastic performance as an aging Italian exorcist for the Vatican, it can't help a movie that's drowning in tropes and cliches and offers nothing new to the genre except a demon with bigger ambitions than what we've seen before. Um, I will skip the middle part because it's spoiler f uh, full. Uh, the first act, the first act was boring. The second act was lukewarm. The third act was borderline offensive and thoughtless. If you want an exorcist movie to pass the time that has the look of an Ari Alexa, go check it out. Otherwise, opt for one of the many, many better options that have contributed to the genre over the decades. Wow. Um, I um now I did leave out a little bit in there. Um, uh, after and after reading it again. Um, it does, there are moments here that are exciting. There, uh, the second act, um, uh, I, I actually think I wrote, uh, yeah, the second act was lukewarm. And what I, I mean that in a more, uh, relative kind of way, uh, in the sense of, well, in a lot of different ways, it, it, it really starts to get crazy at a certain point. It does, but. It's not stuff that I haven't seen before, and it's a lot more tame than other Exorcist movies that I've seen before as the violence and everything goes. And I think a big part of that is because this is an Exorcist movie made for religious people. That's how I really, really felt about this movie. Um, the uh, 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 Father uh, Gabriel is uh, put in a very warm light, uh, even there was a reviewer from somebody at the International Association of Exorcists that even said it was nice to see the priest as a hero for once, which I'm not going to get into because I got all sorts of issues with that. Oh, dude, it's definitely but, written and filmed like he is an action star. It's fucking yeah, crazy. It's, well, and I was reading, so I did a little bit of reading, um, and uh, because after I went and saw this, I left the theater. I went to the bar that's in the theater to have a beer and really sit down and like really write some post movie notes because I felt like there was a lot to dive into with this one. And apparently he was called the James Bond of Exorcists, which I don't know if they've ever watched James Bond, but there's a whole uh, sex aspect to him. That's a pretty big aspect of his character. So I don't know if that's the reference that, that I don't know if they were making the reference they think they were making. Offensive um, Catholic boy joke goes here. 
Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I had a lot of issues with that. And when I am looking at reviews and the best reviews I'm finding are from religious people. And if you go on Wikipedia, the best uh, review on there that I saw was from this dude at the International Association of Exorcists. That tells me something about the movie. It doesn't tell me everything because it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a, a subjective opinions, but it does tell me something. And after watching this, this is a very, like, like I said, a very pro-religious exorcist movie and that's why I think outside of what the demon says which could be you know which is pretty offensive from a religious standpoint I feel like the violence is pretty uh, toned down um, I don't know if you know one ties into the other but I think it might okay well I mean for me this the biggest issue I has I have with this is how much it just presupposes everything um mm-hmm. and and i had read going into this somewhere that this was uh, kind of like cocaine bear this was loosely based off mm-hmm. of uh real things that happened and off the yeah. journal of the actual pope's exorcist from what was it 1986 to 2016 um and so when i went into this i was i was thinking about that very heavily although the movie doesn't bring that up even one time which was kind of so I don't know if I read that somewhere and and held on to it for no reason. What him from 1986 to 2016? No, this being like based off of his journals oh, and stuff. Yeah, they don't bring it up in the movie at all. Although I feel well, like it was do, in the trailer or something, maybe. Well, they do say something about it at the end. Um, and well, yeah, they, they they say he was you know he was the guy that was doing this from this time period in this time period, but they don't ever say that this was based off something that came right out of his journals, although I feel like mm-hmm. that was in the trailer. Maybe I'm just misremembering Which that. feels like a pretty biased source for source material. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, the, you could tell <laughs> this was, like, written in a way that really made the the church and the, the exorcist himself feel like a badass. Like, this was written yeah. in, a, in a way that is like, we're going to make religious horror cool and make the pope... Or, or make the exorcist the hero, like we were saying earlier. It's it's filmed. Uh, there are times where it's shot really low, and you were looking up at him like this big hero shot. He's wearing yeah. fucking sunglasses in some parts. Yeah, uh, they film well, him on that little moped, like it's super cool, like he's on a motorcycle <laughs> with his well, like I think that's with why his coat picked, like <laughs> blowing in the wind. I think that's why they picked Russell Crowe. Have you? Did you go look up pictures of the real dude? No. Dude, he's like my size. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, yeah, he's not. He's 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 not Russell Crowe esque by any means whatsoever. Well, uh, but either way, I mean, I I actually had fun with this. I was able to turn off the uh, this is about religion thing for me. And, I was, and I was I, too until a certain point. I went into it with the idea of like, I'm not going to go into this thinking about God and Satan mm-hmm. and all of this stuff is yeah. real things. So for me, I tried to go into this with the idea that this is just another horror movie with its own set of rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so because of that, I feel Which like I was, you have to do it with these. Well, I was able to enjoy this more than I have enjoyed other exorcist films in the past because of that. Now, as far as yeah. the gore and stuff that you're talking about, not going as far because I don't sit around and watch religious, spiritual exorcist horror. Um, it is literally my least favorite genre of horror. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't have a ton of the other than the exorcist, obviously, and a couple of other like big classics. I don't mm. have those comparisons in my brain readily available for me to be like, oh, this is I mean, better be wrong. Was- or more more gory or any of that stuff. So it wasn't like super tame or anything. It's not. I'm it actually saying, pushed it, it way further in multiple uh, times than I thought that they were going to. I so. just uh, I don't know. May, may, maybe maybe for me, um, I also don't think maybe Evil Dead Rise wasn't the best trailer to put right before this because you're pretty setting a pretty pretty high bar as far as what you're expecting out of a horror movie as far as violence goes, but. Um, I don't know. I, I may, maybe it's maybe it's a very biased point of view. Um, but I just I remember sitting there thinking it did feel tame in the violence category. That doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't intense though. Like it was still intense. Yeah. And I did still have fun with aspects of this movie. It's just everything felt like I've seen all of this before and it really did make me start wondering does the exorcist subgenre have anything new well to offer that's us? what i was gonna say i i don't i'm not sure that it does because it plays by religious rules and those rules are have been in place for a very long time and if you're gonna play within that that rule set you have to play within that rule set. And there is only so many things that you can do with that because demons demons have their own lore and, and all of that stuff. And so does God and, and the Vatican. And all of these things have very specific rules and, and history that everyone mm-hmm. knows. And so it's hard mm-hmm. to break off too far from that without just making up your own shit. Well, so, that's the thing that that's the thing though is here's something I haven't seen in Exorcist movies uh, before, and um, the, I don't know the if pig thing, the pig thing was no great. No, I, this is I actually, loved yeah, that idea. No, that was that was pretty cool. Um, my whole thing was more. No, what I was gonna say was I haven't seen a, a lot of, and maybe I just haven't seen the movies, but I haven't seen uh, Exorcist movies go into the apocrypha a lot, and I don't know if you know what that is, but it's and without getting in getting into like the whole history of thing, it's a collection of books that were basically selected out of the Bible to make Jesus seem more divine, and. I would love to see an exorcist movie that kind of dives into that because you get a lot more mythology when you start looking into that aspect. I also think this movie could have given a cool twist on things had we seen the demon actually infiltrate the Vatican. That's what I wanted to see. I was like, dude, I could have watched an extra half hour to an hour if the demon would have infiltrated the Vatican and actually started well, some shit in see, the Vatican. So I, I think because this is based off of journals and stuff like that, and this is right. going off of somebody who claims to have gone through all of these things, right. uh, that's that's why that never happened, because it didn't happen in real life. Um and and obviously this is ramped up in a way that that makes it more exciting and more over the top and more dealing with demons and 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 just more than what actually probably happened in real life if if any of it um mm-hmm. but but I don't know man for me this was wildly entertaining i had a ton of fun with this i think that if you if you can look past the very obvious for lack of a better word, propaganda that this movie mm-hmm. has in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, there's a lot to like in here and it mm-hmm. does feel like somebody that loves 
horror movies outside of religious horror made mm. this movie and tried to attack it in a more horror movie type of a way. And, and that was not what I was expecting when we went into this. I really, mm. really was expecting this to be kind of what the, the second half of this movie is um, yeah. like all the way through. And the, and I actually ended up liking the second half more than I liked the first half. Cause the first half is really slow. Um, mm-hmm. And, and sure I think th- I feel like they maybe don't do enough to set up his character as far as we go on one thing with him with the, which is the pig thing, which, which I was t- talking about earlier. I don't, I think we needed to see him go through a couple different things to see, to really show us that he knows what he's doing because yeah. most of the time in this movie, I feel like he's just sort of winging it <laughs> and he doesn't weird. know what Isn't he's doing. Weird. Isn't that weird? <laughs> and so I feel like if we had set up at the beginning, like I'd have, I'd have sat through two hours of this, I would have. Yeah. So if we yeah. had another 15 or 20 minutes and at the beginning we really set up that he knows what he's doing and that he can take care of these demons and is capable of doing that. I think that would have helped a lot and, and made it a a bit more believable by the end that he knows how to take care of this stuff and that he's not just pulling this stuff out of his ass the way it kind of feels. Well, and that's why, again, like I say, I, I, I just, I have so many mixed feelings about this movie because there are moments that there are moments that are fun in it. But as somebody who's watched a lot of especially like exorcist type movies, I can't I can't just keep saying exorcist movies because it makes it sound like I just binge the exorcist series. But as someone who's no, watched like a lot El- of exorcist type movies, of Emily Rose and like just that, all of that, see, all of that, that kind of stuff. Me, yeah, that to me is one of the most perfect exorcist movies. Right. Simply because we do get some great, great stuff as far as the exorcism goes but it's also treated from this very like middle ground of like skepticism and belief yeah and this one i really really like i really didn't feel like it did and so like even the i felt like even the moments that were a lot of fun I, I already had this like underlying feeling of, you know, this is propaganda. This is, you know, this is not what I want out of an exorcist movie. Um, there was that underneath it, but there are some, uh, there are some really, really fun scenes in this movie. The kid that plays the demon, even though it's not his voice does a bang up job. <laughs> Just you like know, his facial expressions are really good. Yeah. Um, the moment I, I, I saw that kid's face the very first time he's on screen, I, I thought to myself, that's the kid that's getting taken over because well, he just dude, has that so, look yeah. before he even gets touched by a demon. So that's a thing you'll see a lot in exorcist movies. Like if you watch enough of them, you can really kind of tell who's going to get possessed because they always you can tell pick who the these people. Director is trying to make well, them. yeah, because they're going to they look always, good possessed and not necessarily right. not possessed. They always they always pick people with really pronounced features. Yeah, um, because it's really really easy to exaggerate those features once we come to the exorcism right. phase. Um, speaking of the children, um, I have one note here that I wrote on the first scene of seeing the daughter. Oh, good. Another bitchy teenager. And I did not mean that against teens. I mean that actually more in support of teens. I am tired. I'm sick and tired of seeing teenagers represented as these just like bitchy, 
angry ass teenagers. I know a lot of them are because I was. I, say, were, have I, was, you ever I met was an angry a teenager. No, I have. I have, but they're always like that. And her character does not give enough to this um, uh, uh, movie for her to be so overly bitchy. But I also understand her character's been put into a situation that she's probably pretty pissed off about. Well, that's the thing. It's like she got ripped from her home, moved yeah. across the world to this new place, and, and, and they get there, and it's this giant shithole that is under construction that's cold and dark and, and a weird place that she's never been before. I'd be pissed off, too. No, that's fair. I've, I've also been watching – I've been binging the show uh, From on, I think, Paramount+. Plus. And uh, I like, I just got caught up on it, and the girl in that is like unexplicably or inexplicably bitchy, and so maybe after seeing that and then going right into another one, it was just like, dude, why why do you have to keep writing them this way? <laughs> well, it's it's fucking Gen Z, dude. They're all miserable Twitter people. Yeah, like, who could fucking blame it's them? It's an entire though. generation of Twitter users. No, or, that's fair. Or Reddit no. users, or whatever you want to say. Like who who can who can blame them? Our parents and their grandparents left them so much. Yeah, exactly. So okay, well, um, before we get into spoilers and specifics here, why don't you go ahead and tell me if you think that this is movie, if this movie is worth seeing, especially worth um, going to the theater to see. Uh, you know, had you asked me last night. I would have said no, but it's because when I wrote this, when I wrote my letterbox review and when I gave it the review, I was coming off of it with the feeling that I had that were, that, that was created by what we're about to get into. I, I think that maybe the, the way I did my letterbox review, the way I did, uh, um, you know, all that stuff after talking, after, you know, kind of like revisiting everything mentally, um, I think I feel a little bit more positive about it. Um, however, we're going to get into some stuff where my big issues still lie. So, um, yes, I would definitely recommend it. It is not going to add anything new. If you're a big fan of Exorcist movies, you are, you're not going to find anything new here. Um, I'm going to say you're not going to find anything new and exciting, but I don't mean that it, there aren't exciting parts. I mean, there's just not anything that's going to make you go, oh shit, I've never seen that before. Um, if you are a fan of Exorcist movies and you do want a new Exorcist movie with, that's had some, you know, some effort put into it, which, you know, there hasn't really been a good one in a while. Yeah, it's a fun ride. It it, 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 it is a fun ride. Um, we are going to get into some stuff here shortly that's going to, you know, still make me say I have my issues with it. Um, I can't say, like, I'm super stoked on it or anything, but I think it's definitely, I think it's a theater experience for sure. I think it's a fun theater experience, um, especially if you don't go to the theater like the gentleman that sat in row D in the middle last night at the 7 o'clock showing at the Roadhouse Cinemas in Colorado Springs. Thanks, dick. <laughs> Oh, I thought, th I thought there was more to that. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I thought you were going to expand upon that. Okay. Um, well, I, just like all the other movie experiences in theaters that I've had recently, I saw this at Disney. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go watch the devil. Oh, and my theater was completely full. Um, and it, it was, it was really fun to see this with other people. Um, I think that going to see this in a theater is a good thing. I think everybody should be going to see more movies in theaters right now. We are past the uh, the the pandy, as a lot of people are calling it lately. The, pa the pandy. We're, we're past the pandy. 
um, pandy we're, bear? We're post-pandy. Um, post and pandy. so I, I feel like Sounds going like to the... like a really weak hurricane. <laughs> I think going to the theater is something that more people should be starting to do again. Um, and so movies like this, I'm not sure the movies that are going to bring people into theaters. Unfortunately, it's going to be shit like Super Mario and... I don't know, uh, fucking whatever else, John Wick Four, which is I'm sure good, but it, it's just you know this this John is not the kind John of movie fun. I feel like is going to bring a ton of people unless you're specifically into horror movies. The people that I saw this movie with last night are clearly people that are into horror, and there uh, there's so few like genuine horror movies that come out in theaters at this point that I feel like you need to support them. So dude, I, the people that were in the theater I was in were all, were all dressed in like Patagonia jackets and they were all like, well, like you do live in Colorado. That's just part middle-aged suburban people. No, I Colorado, was thinking, for the course. I was thinking more. They all look like they just got out of a really casual church service and wanted to go see something. Oh, gotcha. Well, it re- it really, really had that vibe, especially you, dude, in row D. They had to sit there and start guessing at what was gonna happen. Sorry, it was it was so, it was so so frustrating. There's a, there was a point in the movie where an explosion happens, and then it gets quiet, and he goes, "Oh, gas," and then it wasn't gas, and I went, "Oh, nope." I finally had it. <laughs> well, sorry. I know. I'm sorry to derail it, but it was driving me out of my mind. But I didn't want to be that guy that like blows up in a theater and like ruins it for other people. Yeah, yeah. I had the very similar experience to that last night. Um, either way, I think this is worth going to see. This is wildly entertaining, regardless of whether you're into spiritual, religious, exorcist yep. horror or not. I think this is worth seeing if you're into horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and get into spoilers. I know you had a ton of actual issues with this film, so I will just kind of let you, yeah, go yeah. Off. So um, go off, uh, sis. So, uh, yeah. So I'm I, I'm going to, and I'm going to I say right myself. now that uh, this is going to get into um, some stuff that may be uh, kind of a sensitive topic. Uh, yeah, from here on but, out, we're going to be talking about religion and, and all of yeah. that stuff. There's no other way to talk about the, the meat of this movie without talking about that stuff. So. Right. So this movie, uh, basically, the point of this movie, when I went from, okay, I'm having fun, but meh, to are you fucking out of your goddamn mind, is the point where we, they basically chalk the... Spanish Inquisition up to the work of the devil and not shitty people doing shitty things in the name of religion. And this is where I kind of went off the rails with this movie. This is where I almost, I almost walked out of the theater because all I could think was how fucking dare you the spanish inquisition is one of the worst human atrocities in the name of religion with you know every one of them on the fucking list i mean and you're gonna sit here and go it was the work of the devil to be fair no one expects the spanish inquisition (laughs) 
I know, and that's why so many people had to die. Because nobody saw it coming. Because if you read the Bible, it's like, oh, this is pretty good. Why the fuck do they have swords? And so it's but that that's it, but that's the part that frustrated me. And not just frustrated me, it pissed me off. Because you're going to take this moment that is consistently throughout history held against the Catholic Church with their many, 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 many other fuck-ups. And you're going to say, oh no, it wasn't people. Oh no, people in the name of God wouldn't do something like that. It was the devil saying it was the name of God. Fuck you, dude. Like, you're really going to take something this horrendous and chalk it up to fantasy. It's basically like saying, well, no, it wasn't Hitler. He just, he played Dungeons and Dragons and now he's going off and he's killing all the fucking Jews. No, it's absolutely mind-boggling that anybody would write that and then somebody would read it and then a panel of fucking producers would go, yeah, no, that's good. Let's put all this money into it. I and it just Go ahead, keep going. It just it it, it just it, 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 it made me lose my shit because everything from then on is under the guise of that. It's all being done under the whole... It, it, it takes up everything after that part. It, it, no, it underscores every part of the movie. You're definitely right that. about that. I just didn't have nearly as big of an issue with it because I like when stories take real things from history and put their own spin on them. I generally like that. Uh, With this, it felt, I had the same thought when that came out of his mouth. I had the exact same thought of like, bro, you guys did horrible things in history. Mm -hmm. And to just, to just like, but it's not their fault to disregard that as, as some shit that like Satan has been doing in God's name. Um, is, I want to get, can I make, can, can I make something clear? Well, though? hang on. Let me get uh, this thought out. Hang on. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. I, I think that, I, I think that yes, that's fucked up, but on the other side of it, I love it as an idea for a story. I think sure. that if you don't Absolutely. look at it through the lens of real religion and facts right. and history and all that stuff, and you just use that stuff as a framework for making this story, I think it's really cool. But the problem with that is that, if the guy that this is based off of says this in earnest and really there. truly believes it, that's okay. a fucking issue. That is that's a fucking where problem. The problem comes in. The problem comes in in the fact that this is supposed to be based off of real events. Right. Um, and the other part that I have a problem with is up to by the time we get to this point in the movie, it's very, very, very clear that this is a pro. Catholic Church movie. Oh, not yeah, like, for it, sure. It, and, and so when you combine all, you're right, taking something like that and putting it into this fantasy setting is a little bit different. I still sort of have an issue with it because if we start to think about like if people did that with the Holocaust, the the, the backlash that way we would get for something like that. And so to sit there, you know, to say, you know, like, oh, well, this is, this is unacceptable because it was this amount of time. Time should not be the determining factor here. Reality should be the determining factor here and the fact of the matter is that shit happened and then you're going to have a movie like this proclaim something like that no but but, but on, the, on the flip side of that though i i genuinely feel like either everything is off limits or everything is on the table 
And and so I don't have nearly as big of an issue with it because I feel like if you're gonna when it, if you're gonna I would revise, say yes when it comes to comedy if you're gonna no I I don't care if it's comedy or horror or drama or whatever the fuck it is either everything's off the table or everything's on the table and I think that if you're gonna revise history in a way that makes it play off of this idea that you're trying to to sell on the rest of the movie. I don't have a problem with that. But again, the the issue comes in here with this being based off of a real person. And I don't know whether this guy said these things out loud, like this is what fucking happened. And you yeah. guys have no idea the shit that I've seen. If that's the case, that is completely different than just revising history for the purposes of entertainment. Well, and, and, and you know, and when when you put it that way, I don't disagree with you. So I think maybe my biggest issue is the fact that I have um, a lot of really big issues uh, with organized religion in general. See, and I'm far and, more apathetic towards all of it than you are. So yeah, no, I I, I have uh, I have some really really big big problems with organized religion of pretty much any kind whatsoever. And so when I, and again, but, and that's where the weird thing comes in is like, well, if I have all these issues with organized religion, why don't I have an issue with, why do I like exorcist movies? Because I can watch them from a fantasy standpoint. However, most of them don't bring into, uh, into the story, actual human near genocides right. that happen in history. Right. And that is where my issue comes in. Even on, because even like if I watch, a, even if I watch a movie like the exorcism of Emily Rose, I can watch that as a fantasy, as a fiction, right. as a fiction movie, because for me, she had a mental illness of some kind, or she had, you know, or, or well, there they, was some kind. of I mean, they touch on that some of there. that in here. They where, do, especially they do. at the beginning, where he, with yeah. the pig thing. No, yeah, and, uh, yes, I, but what I'm what I'm saying is that's why I can watch that stuff. Right. But when you bring in something like the fucking Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> and you do that, I have a big fucking problem with that if at some point they would have at least put in an element of human responsibility it takes on a different point it takes on a different um a a a facet at that point because you're at least interjecting you're at least interjecting some um some acknowledgement of the fact that it was the church but see i don't think that they're completely writing the the human part of that off i think that what they're saying is that satan can can influence these things and can make things happen but that doesn't mean that they're writing off the human element of everything that happened Um, satan if if we're if we're to go to buy the bible satan can influence people's actions and and all of that stuff right so it yes, he's influencing it, but that doesn't mean that humans had no part of it, and and that Fair they're enough. writing all of that stuff off. But I okay, think I mean yeah, I, if if that's if I had taken it that way, different story. That's just right. to me that just isn't the way that it came off. I to just me. I like and I said this earlier. I like when people revise history to make it feel different. Like if you've mm. watched. What is that that show with James Franco written by Stephen King where he goes back in time to stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy? What the fuck Quantum is Leap? No. If we look at something like um the the show, I think it was a Hulu original called 112263. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Okay, so this is about 
uh, James Franco discovers a sort of wormhole to go back in time to 1963. And mm-hmm. the entire idea here is that if you go back and stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, history revises itself and essentially changes everything for the better. Uh, because that's in this story where everything goes off the rails, right? And then um, we never got the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> so uh, I I like when stuff does this sure. um, and, and takes real things from history and writes them yeah. off in different ways. And so for me, whenever that happens with the Spanish Inquisition thing in The Pope's Exorcist, I was even more on board for that because I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, all rules are out the fucking window. Where the hell are you going to go with this? And I love when they start discovering all the shit that's buried in the basement and on all of the old exorcists from yeah, the Spanish no, Inquisition. All that, was, that shit is yes. awesome. I yes, loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you don't again, get any of that stuff without writing it's that a context shit issue, into it. Yeah. It's a, it's a it, like I said, for me, it's a context issue. I'm not sitting here going like, oh, those poor, well, I, I am, but it's yeah. just, um, I don't know. I, it's, I'm real conflicted on it because I mean, like playing around with history can be fun. Um, but again, when it's this dude wrote this and, um, and it's all done in the context of reality, I feel like it's a bit of a different story. And I just, I don't know. There, there was just, there was something about it that felt like they were trying to wash their hands of the Catholic church's involvement, uh, intentionally. Well, okay. So this is interesting. Um, if we look at the writers of the Pope's exorcist, I just thought this would be an interesting thing here. Um, there are three writers for this film Mm. and the first one here, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> okay. Okay. The second guy, Beauty and the Beast, The Unholy. The third guy, um, You're My Angel, The Code. Um, and that's pretty much it. My, my, okay. point, my point here is the, the guys that wrote this are basing this off of this guy's journal and not using his journal as a structure. So they're they're doing this in a way that that is definitely that is definitely fiction for lack of a better word. This is this is not we can't we can't look at this through the lens of the Pope's exorcist wrote this fucking thing cuz that's not what happened. I think that this um, is based off of that guy and some of the experiences that he had. If I were to get if I was a betting man, I would say that the people that wrote this probably took four to five different experiences in his journal and sort of mashed them together. I have nothing to base that off of other than so, me guessing. But. So here's another little uh, piece of context that um, I think um, really influences my reaction to something like this. Um, and it's something that I heard a lot back when I was very religious. Because fun little backstory, Brett was going to be a youth minister at one point. That went fucking well. And when I was super into going to church, when I was going to church all the time, a thing that I heard, not like over and over and over again, but the thing that I heard a multitude of times was things like World War II was the work of the devil. That uh, that the devil influenced these terror. The Crusades were the work of the devil, and so I have heard throughout my life 
people trying to dissolve the the human element in, in in all of this. And so I feel like maybe for me, um, maybe I was a little bit too sensitive to it, perhaps. But it doesn't change the fact that it that, that my life experiences really. I mean, as life experiences are supposed to affect you as you get older, because that's how you become adult, an adult and not a forty year old man child. That really went into affecting the way that came off to me, and the fact that I don't really maybe I missed it because I was taking notes um, uh, while you know while watching it and. To me, there was just uh, there was something not cool about that. Well, let's I mean, let's look at it through the lens of we 100 percent believe this stuff. Um, if we 100 percent believe this stuff, that is the work of the devil. Like if if we are 100 yeah, percent worse, <laughs> if we're 100 percent in on this stuff, I, I can see where they're coming from. If we say stuff like that, I'm not saying I believe that, but if right. If, if we're looking at it through the lens of I am 100% a believer in God and Satan and all of the things in between, um, how would that not be the work of Satan? Well, then you're dumb and complicit. Why? Be Do you want to get into that? Yes. You want to get into that? Yes. Because believing in an invisible man in the okay, sky. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Write that off. Okay. We are okay. looking at this through the lens of we are 100% believers. Right. How is it not the work of Satan? I mean, I understand that. I do understand from that perspective, but that's another addition to why it frustrates me. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Because, I'm just because saying, from my like, perspective, then you're dumb and complicit. Okay, but no, that's that's fair. But but again, if if this is something that we believe in, there's no other way to look at it. And humans don't have... Oh, you're not talking about from the viewer's perspective. No. You're talking... Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. I Okay. <laughs> never mind. You see what I'm saying now, though? Yes. My, yes. my point is, is like, if we actually believe this shit, then that's what happened. Like, Satan yeah. influenced all of these people to do all of these horrible things, and mm -hmm. there's no other explanation for it because that's where evil comes from. So... Okay. But he didn't. Okay, but so. we... I mean, we can't say that as a fact. You and I don't know the facts. I mean, we we obviously know, know what we think know we know. Fiction. But. I know the fiction. I've read that book front to cover three times. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, front I can to see cover, front to back. I can see where if you believe that shit, that that you write yeah. that down and and say yeah. that is a good explanation of how all this horrible shit happened. But that's what that that I, I. But again, that's what I think I like so much about a lot of the Exorcist movies that I've watched is there's always pushback. There's always pushback against what's going on. You've always got your characters that are super into it, and then you've got this like high level of skepticism. But even the mom, like usually the family, is going to be the first skeptics involved. Oh in yeah, she like just this. accepts it like immediately. She just accepts like, it immediately, and that's where again, that's where my problem comes yeah. in is because these are things that come up in other Exorcist movies, and that I don't get all up in arms. Well, about. but other Exorcist movies don't have nearly as much to do with the Vatican and the Pope and history like this one um, does. I mean, I, yes, you know, they, I, I they, can't, 
Well, I well, can't think of one off the top of my head, but there's there, there, there obviously usually, are some. I'm just saying yeah. the entire thing around this revolves around the Pope and the Pope's exorcist and super high end uh, figures in that world. So, you know, you know what I would have loved a lot more of? I would have loved a lot more time spent in that Vatican library. I wanted more um, time spent I, actually trying to exercise the kid. Like there's yeah. so little actual exorcism going in the, going on in this movie that yeah. I kept waiting for that to well, happen. Like I kept waiting for the big part where he starts making shit fly around the room and like all that stuff. And it well, never and really progresses meant, that much. That right there where you just said, that's what I meant when I said it's a lot more tame than a lot of exorcist movies. Right. Okay. Right there. That's, right. that's what I meant right there. Not like blood, not in a blood and gore kind of way, but right. violence is not just blood and gore. Like there are violent actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, but, but that to me, like the, the Vatican library, it's, it's a big part of why I love the Da Vinci code. Um, not that it's like hyper good or anything. The book's pretty good. Um, not that like the Da Vinci code is like, you know, groundbreaking or amazing or anything it is really good but there's something about these like these like secret organizations and the the mythology behind them and the just eons of um of literature like that's why like stuff like the vatican library really interests me no i don't believe in any of that shit no i don't even support a group like the catholic church but the getting into to like all of that like literature and everything there's something very interesting in the same way that like roman mythology and roman history is very is very interesting the vatican library yeah. the vatican library is this combination of mythology and history because their mythology is their history and so like that's the kind of stuff that gets me really excited about this stuff like when they started going when they start going through these books of demons in these movies oh, so I get, cool yeah I get all giddy about that stuff because it's this really really cool mythology almost like it's almost like in the same way of like if I'm playing Skyrim I will sit there and read the entirety of whatever book I just came across well I also because it's this really cool story I also love the idea that they that they set this in a place where angels fell to earth and like yeah. this is a place that god yeah. cannot touch and there yeah. are what was it 199 other places that because this is where the 200 angels were falling down to earth and they landed on yeah. different spots on the planet mm -hmm. and so those are all places that are untouchable by god i fucking loved that idea and yeah. the, and in the end where they basically turn him into like this serial exerciser of, yeah, uh, of all of okay. those type of people that gets a little goofy but i love the idea that, that he no. spends the rest of his life going around and hunting all of the rest of the demons that fell down to earth and shit like that i love yeah. that idea the that, that segues perfectly into uh what i was going to say which uh the ending to this movie is all wrong it ends too soon because right after he says, let's go to hell, it needs to cut to and fight around the world. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I, I wanted that it ended and I was like, but again, this is why I say I'm so conflicted with this movie because it has so many things that by all rights I should like really, really get excited about. But it was just 
it was so heavy on the pro, not that it's heavy on the religious side, of course it is, it's an exorcist movie, but it's so, it leans so heavily into pro-religion that, um, that, that, I think it really, really tainted the way that I watched it. I'm gonna try and watch it again, this is probably one that I'll buy to add to my exorcist collection, um, but, it's it's just it's something that really really just put a damper on what really uh, honestly should have been a fun movie. Well, I Which it was, not I mean, should have had... been. It was it was fun. It just I couldn't help but see everything kind of through that like anti-religion lens because right. there was so much pro-religion stuff being I mean, pushed in there. There definitely is, but I think if we just look at this sort of or try to look at it at least from the sidelines. I think that this is a pretty damn fun movie. I had fun throughout the whole thing. I think that once we discover all of the stuff below the, is it a castle below the, below the building? It's an abbey. Um, Okay. Yeah. It's an abbey. But once we discover all the stuff below the abbey, I really started to have fun with this when they start discovering some of the old exercisers and and all the old books and the history that they play with within that, I think that it's just, I think it's wildly entertaining. And if you can yeah. look past the religious side of it, like the pro-religious side of it, I think that there is a really fun, entertaining movie in here. And that mm-hmm. is what I walked away from it thinking. Yes, there is a lot of go God, go church. Like, isn't the church and, and exorcism and 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 all of that shit, isn't it? Isn't it cool? Yes, there's a lot of that in there. There just is, and that's something that I was not anticipating going into it. But I no, feel like here. I was able. It was entertaining enough that I was able to look past most of these issues that you're talking about because yeah. the movie and the script was so strong. I think that yeah. the script itself is great, dude. The cinematography is. It's really good. It's incredible. The lighting really, is really amazing. Good. Russell Crowe, I think that He's this is really one good. of his best performances. He's really good in He's it. He's really yeah. fucking good in it. He's 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 really good as the priest. That's like that. Uh, so this is something else that I actually did really like about this movie. We've got a different kind of priest here. Yes. Um. He is he is confident. Um. He also seems uh pretty skeptical. Yeah. About uh, exorcist cases, which is actually that doesn't really make him very different. That's kind of a thing um, in a lot of exorcist movies where the priest is not the first one. They're basically trying to disprove. That it's a demon before they right. jump on the exorcist Well, and that's why we wagon. have the first scene that we have with him, with the pig and all right. of that stuff, to really set up the idea that he goes into these situations not expecting a demon, but expecting to run into somebody with mental health issues. And if it is a demon, that is a secondary thing that he deals with afterwards. Um, I, uh, I, I also have to say, um, I don't know if you laughed at all through this. There, there, um, there was a moment where... The- where the kid goes, give me what I want. And the priest goes, no. (laughs) The kid goes, ah, I I, I literally laughed out loud at that moment. Yes. I laughed at the (laughs) wrong fucking priest part. Oh yeah. That was pretty funny too. When When he goes in and immediately gets thrown out, I laughed and the lady below me like looked back and I could just barely see this like furrowed brow. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I think we're also way underselling 
how good the kid is because that yeah. he is <laughs> so important to this film. And and I every time he was on screen, I was like, this kid, his acting ability is incredible because mm-hmm. he he is believable. He's scary, dude. The fucking makeup that they start putting on him later yeah. in the movie, he looks like he can. He looks like a fucking alien. Like it's yeah. crazy. And but it's all believable because the performance of that kid is so fucking strong. Well, and that's again. That's why, like, like, it's, like I said, while we've been sitting here talking, I'm realizing that when my, you, you got to realize until we started talking, my last impression is, you know, anger over the whole Inquisition thing right. because it ta- it tainted the rest of this movie for me. It really did. Right. Um. And as we're sitting here talking about it. Like it is, it is a really, really fun movie, and this is why I'm glad we save ratings till the very end. Because I feel like when you're watching a movie, you're left with the last emotion that you really had until you start talking and going over it again, right? Um, and until you start actually, or or if you're not talking to somebody, replaying it over in your head and everything. And yeah, it is a really fun movie. Um, uh, you're right, and I do. I think after talking, I need to go back and watch this again. Um, especially because now that I know that that's coming, I feel like uh, I, I feel like it's not this progression of emotions leading up to that. Right. It's this okay. I know what to expect now. Watch it from a more objective point of view. Yeah. Which I'm totally willing to do. I'm totally willing to do. I will be the first to admit that I am a heated, opinionated mess of a human being. Hey, and me too. so, and so. I'm the first one to sit there and go, okay, maybe I wasn't fair in that regard. I still feel like they were a little uh, careless with that aspect. And I think careless is the best way of doing that. Um, But again, it's a context issue. It's like, I didn't, I I didn't watch, uh, what was that movie? Nazis on the moon or something like that. Well, do you have an issue with how Hellboy portrays Hitler and the, the Reich and all that? No, no. But that's again, because it's under the context of fantasy. It's a devil boy. Like, but it's still, it's still dealing with the same thing. Like it's all, it's it's all the same thing. That's true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Okay, well, why don't you... I just think it was... Yeah, no, I, I said my piece. All right, well, why don't you give me your final thoughts and your rating on The Pope's Exorcist from 2023? So, uh, overall, uh, Mike's right. Mike, Mike is more right about this one than I am, um, simply because um, I could not see past what was upsetting me most about the movie. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really, really fun ride. I am going to go back and watch it again. Um, I think maybe I just had some sand in my panties maybe when I went and watched (laughs) this and you know what? That's not fair. That's not fair. And so, but I'll be the first to admit that yes, I have a lot of very anti-religious beliefs. I have a lot of very strong opinions against organized religion, but at the same time, should I let that taint the way this movie was made? Um, maybe, maybe not. I'm going to go with maybe not. Cause I think maybe it, it, it ruined, it ruined the latter part of a movie that for the most part, I was having fun with. I think I also, I think I also went into this expecting something really new 
uh, from an Exorcist movie. Well, the trailer definitely and, makes it look that way for sure. Yeah, and so I was really expecting something new here, and when I didn't get that, I think maybe that just started a a snowball of negative emotions that maybe, like I said, really tainted the way I was I was watching this movie. So I think uh, this might be one I actually come back as a follow up for for like and do like a solo review on it. I might do I a follow up. I definitely feel on like this will this will really help with a second watch. Like a second watch yeah. will really help us a lot. So yeah, I might go do that. I might go to like a matinee or something and go and, and, and go rewatch it. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I'm going to say it's definitely a theater movie. It's a theater movie. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I think rating wise, I'm going to get, I'm going to give this a tentative six out of 10. Wow, you went up two fucking points. I did. Damn, I did. I did. Yeah, like I, like I said, I'm the first one to admit that sometimes, um, sometimes I let my stupid fucking brain get in the way of enjoying things, and I think that's why something like a, a format like this really, really helps. Because if I was doing a solo review on this, it would have been based solely off my experience and not being given a different perspective on right. this experience that I had as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think I'm going to give it a tentative six out of 10. Um, I will update that on letterboxd. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well for me, I, I want to read my, my letterbox review here. It's very short. Uh, this was fun. It presupposes a lot. But they go way further with the gore and other horror elements several times more than I was expecting, which is awesome. To be honest, I'm not sure this was great, but damn, is it entertaining. Russell Crowe kills it and gives a really super memorable performance. Incredible cinematography, and the color grade is perfect. I loved the color grade on this. That's something we mm -hmm. didn't even touch on. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the script doesn't know if it's an extreme horror movie or not and tries to walk a line and maybe loses its identity a bit in the process. But all in all, this was much better than I thought it was going to be. So for me, I really, really did enjoy this. I did not like it nearly as much as I thought I was going to based off the trailers. Uh, mm. But I love when movies play with history and start changing stuff around to fit the the thing that they need or to fit the the story arc that they're trying to tell. Um, like we said, I think the biggest issue with this one is that it is, or at least it's being billed as based off of this, the real life priest's journals and some of the experiences he claims that he had. When you put it in that context, there's several problematic things that come to light, but that doesn't mean that this movie, um, doesn't have its own identity because I think it's, I think it's trying to walk a line between a serious horror movie and a serious religious movie. And that is really fucking hard to do in a way mm -hmm. that pleases both camps. So I think that if you go more horror, you're going to, you're going to lose the religious people. And if you go more religious, you're going to lose the horror people. And so mm -hmm. I think this is, this, this doesn't, this, this movie is confused about its own identity, and I think that's the biggest issue that it has. Now, with that being said, I still think this is wildly entertaining and very, very strong, but I think watching it a second time is going to make me probably enjoy it even more because I know what's coming. And, mm -hmm. and with that idea, like you said, you can, you can sort of hype yourself up into accepting that idea 
slightly yep. more a second time mm-hmm. around than you can just coming off of it fresh a uh, first time around. So for me, this is a seven out of 10 because it's wildly entertaining and for no other reason other than that. The religious stuff aside, this is a pretty damn strong horror movie and and I had a ton of fun with it. So that is how I'm feeling about The Pope's Exorcist, which is not how I thought I was going to be talking about this movie. I really expected to come out of that movie thinking, that was fucking awesome. Russell Crowe mm. is killer, which he is, uh, but it is not nearly as strong as I wanted it to be. And it is way more mm-hmm. yay Jesus than I was expecting. Um, yeah. But the gore is fucking killer. There is a ton of gore in this. There are a ton of awesome special effects. I have a problem with the weird, long-jawed, open-mouth screams that happen several times in this movie, uh, mostly because of uh, physics. The Dementor face? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mostly because of reality and all that other stuff. But then again, we're talking about Satan and demons and all that other shit. So looks like Emotep from the Mummy movies. (laughs) Yes. And it's about... The, the CGI is about on par with, with the rock from yeah. the Scorpion King. So, was, that was pretty bad. Um, there are some really shitty CGI moments in this for sure. But otherwise, this is pretty fucking strong in my opinion. So, May, Well, you know, maybe the CGI budget went to the tithe. <laughs> so if you guys... <laughs> the way the CGI budget. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we can't pay you. So if you guys like this, make sure you hit the like button. If you really liked it, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we've got a lot more content like this on this channel. I promise our other reviews are not this religious and and this involved with theology and 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 everything else. It's it's just it's not just, this is this is one this of those is that movies. Movie, though. Yeah, this you have to talk about this shit if you're going to talk about this movie. It's impossible to talk about it otherwise. So this is something we've never touched on before. So if you guys like this, let us know. And we may do some more spiritual slash religious slash exorcist horror. So thank you guys for watching. If you got all the way to the end of this, we really super fucking appreciate it. You are the person we made this for. So thank you guys for watching. And we will see you guys next time from the deep. Bye-bye. We'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs>